I wish I, I wish I were a princess. I wish I rode around on a pretty white pony instead of my old scratchy bicycle. I wish I could dance in a beautiful ballroom. I wish, I wish. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am Christy and I am here with my friend and co-host Bree. Hello. And we are here today to talk about Golden Films' Princess Castle. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Christy. It has been, I don't think it's been long enough between our, our golden filmses. I think we need to space these out more. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're too much. The, they're too much. Granted, I do say that it's been, it's been a, we, we're recording back to back weeks, so I requested a short one. This is not Christie's fault. I was like, oh, can I, can we do a short one this week? Because time is wild and I, I didn't have time to do a long one this week. Mm-hmm. So Christy suggested this one. And so it's not Christy's fault we're doing another Golden Films, but boy, howdy. It's the, You brought this <laughs> on yourself, Brie. I did. It's my own fault. There's a few um, few companies. So you have like Good Times Entertainment, Golden Films. They These are the people that you go to when you want a bad princess film. But as Brie mentioned, you are also pressed for time. So you want something that's going to be 45 minutes or so. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hmm. This one, though, it's... But, I I mean, as mentioned for a little brief history, um, again, this is brought to us by Golden Films. They released this one in 1996. And... I'm not going to repeat the history of Golden Films, but just going to remind everyone that Golden Films is best known for their mockbuster releases of larger studio films. Um, And this kind of makes Princess Castle stand out as it is one of their few wholly original stories. Yeah, I was going to say, this one's not based on anything. It's, uh, it's... It's 100% Golden Films, baby. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> fascinating to see what they do when they have, they, they, they could just go hog wild and just do whatever their little hearts desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I was going to say maybe they should stick to adaptations, but then, you know. I, yeah, it's, I. They didn't. They haven't quite found their niche, unfortunately. Yeah. For some personal history with uh, Princess Castle, this was one of my first entrance. This was one of the first entrance into my Bad Princess movie collection. Um, as a reminder, when I host my Bad Princess movie nights, I offer my guests a selection of eight films, and through random selection, someone is elected to pick movies based on the uh, eight-film selection. Princess Castle has been on the roster since 2015, but it to date has never been chosen at a movie night. <laughs> huh. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. And And to be fair... At times I have removed it from the roster if I found there was a movie that I really wanted to swap in. But 
yeah, since 2015, there have been no bites for this one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How could someone possibly pass up Princess Castle? Yeah. The- I s- I say as someone who has almost certainly passed up Princess Castle at one of the ones I've been to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is old. <laughs> Look at what you missed out on. Truly. It's, it's tragic. It's it's funny because at, at one point, one of my one of my the members of my viewing group even mentioned that we we have sort of moved beyond golden films that they don't have the same allure as they once did. Um, but I, I and I, even to the point, I, I, I almost at one point considered permanently shelving this from the roster. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and as a result of this podcast, I I am now definitely going to make sure that it is it continues to be on the selection. <laughs> you know, I had kind of forgotten it, because it has been so long. It has been five years since I added it to the roster. I had kind of forgotten how bad it was. And now it's like, oh. you know what? This is this is a perfect bad princess movie because it is both bad, but it also has some qualities to it that makes me actually kind of like it. R- really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will have to enlighten me as to these reasons. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'm sure we we will definitely get into it into the discussion. Oh. But first, do we want to do you want to try and explain this plot, Christy? Yes. So let let us go through the plot of Princess Castle. The film opens and we are introduced to Claire Hayden, a young girl who is tasked with babysitting her little sister, Caitlin. Claire is a habitual daydreamer, to the point that her mother warns her to pay attention while babysitting. Someday that daydreaming is going to get you into big trouble. Immediately after their mother leaves, baby Caitlin begins to cry. Claire manages to console her with a puzzle, Caitlin's favorite toy. While Caitlin is playing, Claire gets bored and begins daydreaming about how much more exciting her life would be if she were a princess. While Claire is daydreaming, Caitlin begins to explore the house by herself. A few moments pass and Claire realizes Caitlin is gone. She rushes off to locate her sister and is shocked to discover that Caitlin has somehow opened up a secret door that was hidden underneath the stairs. Claire joins Caitlin inside the secret room, where they find a jewel-encrusted golden chest. They open the chest, which contains assorted finery, including a gold locket and a book, which suggests the contents of the chest once belonged to a 14-year-old princess named Sarah Hayden. Sarah Hayden, 14 years old. Wait, Caitlin, that's our last name. We must be related to her. Claire puts the locket around her neck, and upon gazing at the figure of a princess inside of a snow globe, Claire and Caitlin find themselves waking up in a picturesque fairy tale forest. Soon after, two guards appear, accusing the girls of trespassing on the land of Queen Carlotta. 
Claire protests, but the Garza insists she must be a trespasser, as her locket bears the insignia of Queen Emma. The guards attempt to take the girls away, but a young boy on horseback appears and facilitates their escape. Their new friend introduces himself as Anthony. Anthony takes the girls back to his hideaway deep in the woods, where he begins to explain to Claire what's going on. As he explains it, a few weeks ago there were a couple of sisters. They were twins, the good Princess Emma and the wicked Princess Carlotta. When the good King James died, Princess Emma, being the eldest by one minute, was supposed to become the queen. On the morning of Princess Emma's coronation, the good princess was seized by Carlotta's personal bodyguards and sent to the tower to live in solitude for forever, with the populace being told that she had taken ill. Carlotta threatened the royal doctor and forced him to say that he had been mistaken and Carlotta had been born first and was thus entitled to the throne. And Carlotta took her place at the coronation? Exactly. The doctor announced that Emma had taken ill with a rare contagious disease and Carlotta put her spell of darkness over our palace. <laughs> there are only two people in the kingdom who know how to break the spell, Queen Emma and Anthony, who reveals that Queen Emma is his mother. Claire resolves that they must save Queen Emma and break the spell over the castle. Before they can begin brainstorming a plan, Claire realizes that Caitlin has once again wandered off. They follow her tracks through the forest, only to find that Caitlin's tracks end where a pair of horse tracks begin. As it turns out, Caitlin was found by Carlotta's guards and was taken to Carlotta herself, who happily claims Caitlin as her own. Now I have a daughter. Soon I'll get the magic dream sapphire. Then there will be no limit to my power! <laughs> Guard. Changer. Claire and Anthony follow the horse tracks to Carlotta's castle. Claire comes up with the plan. She and Anthony will disguise themselves as wandering minstrels who have come to sing for the Queen's entertainment. Luckily for them, Caitlin has begun to cry inconsolably, so Carlotta allows them to try and sing her to sleep. Carlotta excuses herself, and Anthony and Claire begin to sing. Wherever you go, wherever you are, I'll always be right beside you, near or far, Not only do they manage to sing Claire to sleep, but Carlotta's guards have fallen asleep as well. Claire, Caitlin, and Anthony sneak through the castle, attempting to locate Queen Emma. Unable to take the main entrance to the tower where she is being held, the trio opt to use the dumbwaiter in the kitchen. They find Emma's room, and Anthony is able to reunite with his mother. Queen Emma notices the locket around Claire's neck, recognizing it as belonging to her baby sister, Princess Sarah. She disappeared shortly after my mother was taken prisoner. I was told Sarah was taken to a new safe land across the ocean. She had the sapphire with her. I have the sapphire! The magic dream sapphire is the cure to the curse to the kingdom. Just then, Carlotta notices Caitlin is missing and orders the guards to search the castle. Using some nearby supplies, Claire, Anthony, Caitlin, and Queen Emma escape from the tower and into the castle throne room, where they're met by Carlotta's guards. 
A game of keep away ensues as Carlotta and her guards attempt to claim the magic dream sapphire for themselves. In the scuffle, the sapphire lands near Caitlin, who herself is positioned in the center of a throne room next to a conspicuous insert in the ground. At Claire's encouragement, reminding her sister of her love of puzzles, Caitlin places the sapphire into the hole. This breaks the spell over the castle. Emma and her guards turn to stone, while the various sentient objects in the castle return to human form, apparently having been enchanted by Carlotta's magic. By royal decree, Queen Emma declares Claire a princess. A ball is held in Claire's honor, and she is given a sparkling gown to wear, along with a white carriage drawn by four white horses. After dancing with Anthony at the ball, the two fly away on an enchanted carriage ride in the stars. Claire and Anthony share a kiss, and Claire is then woken up by her mother, who has returned home. Claire's mom momentarily chastises her for daydreaming, before suggesting Claire go see the new neighbors that have just moved in. Claire does so, and is introduced to Tony Travers, a young boy who is the spitting image of Anthony. I'm Tony Travers. I just moved in. And that's it. That's how the, that's, that's how the movie ends. Oh, and that's it. <laughs> the the end. <laughs> this is this is probably one of the worst ones, Christy. <laughs> yeah, really. This was bad. This was a bad I mean, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, uh, I mean, I can't deny that. Oh, <laughs> wow. It was just. I. I feel like I've made the the comparison of this feels like I would have written this as a child. This I think I did write this as a child. I think. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> the plot structure and the way this follows, I feel like in like second grade I I wrote this movie. Yeah, like this this was like a, a school assignment that you had to do to just make up a story and and the teacher returned it and you maybe got like like a C plus, like it was okay. Oh no, but... this would have been like an A because like I was seven <laughs> or That's something. True. Like I was eight <laughs> years old and I was like, okay. You made it you made yeah. a story. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if this was if this was from a seven year old, this would be an A plus. But if this was made by a presumably like you know adult. adult person, this would have been a there would have been a red note. Come see me after class. Yeah, I'm just like maybe this was someone's. I don't. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I skipped the credits again on this one, so I oh, don't how know dare who. You. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I finished the film and then the credits started and I was like and it's done usually I try to watch them I, I will but I couldn't I couldn't I like how we can we can we're starting to be able to gauge the movies that you really don't like because they're the ones that you bail before you, you get to the credits <laughs> like, I can't I just can't just I gotta go <laughs> Yeah. I got other it's things like, I, to I, do. I gotta go. I I love all of you. I want to support you in your in your animation endeavors. But I got shit to do with my day. <laughs> exactly. It's like I know these credits are only like two minutes, but I gotta go. 
That's, I've I gotta already leave. given you forty-five minutes of my life. I'm not giving you forty-seven. Oh, yeah. I just so like maybe maybe it was a case of like someone just putting a story together and being like, "Listen, our target audience is three years old. They're not gonna care." Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's I feel I need to find a small child that I could show these movies to and then just like sit and observe them because I it would be very interesting to see what their target audience thinks of these movies, whether or not they they can suss out the same problems that we do. Yeah. Or even if they're entertained by them. Yeah. Because like. like If. If I if I know anything about children and how they watch movies, if a child likes a movie, they will watch that shit on repeat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um if if they're a child or if they're me. <laughs> God. Just loop it, just, just loop, loop it. it. Just loop yeah. that movie. <laughs> but like everyone as kids had those movies that they would just watch. Every oh, day fuck, yeah. for like two weeks. And your parents were just like, oh my fucking god, yeah, okay, I'll put on Beauty and the Beast again. Uh, mine was the Felix the Cat movie. Let's see, and I never, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that's probably, that's probably a good thing. It is <laughs> not good. No? No, and it's not even, no, and it's not even that it's so bad, it's good. It's just... There's, like, specific scenes that are kind of dumb and sort of funny, but for the most part, it is just a an ordeal to get through. Oh, no. And yet? I don't... And yet? And yet, Baby Christie loved it. Baby Christie, yeah, Baby Christie was all for it. So maybe Baby, Baby Christie would have also loved Princess Castle. Baby Christie did not have good taste, so there is a good chance. <laughs> Adult Christie doesn't have much better taste, but... I mean... To be fair, there is one Golden Films movie that I remember watching a lot as a kid because we had The Jungle King. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I haven't watched it since, so who knows? But the The Jungle King, which for our listeners, if you haven't guessed, is their their weird ripoff of The Lion King, but also The Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, and also the lions are like not lion lions; they're like anthropomorphic lions. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah, people that, lions. Yeah. That that one was the only Golden Films movie that I saw as a kid. Yeah. I don't remember where we got it, but we had that one on VHS for sure. Gra- grandma had it in her basement, so I guess grandma, my grandma, at least at least once fell for the, the Golden <laughs> Films Disney Mockbuster. <laughs> Trying to get the Lion King, got the Jungle King. Close enough. Yeah. yeah, it worked. Yeah. I guess I yeah, I did I didn't have any complaints about it, I guess. And actually thinking about it, I for years I would try and like look up like what was that movie that I saw? And there was like it was like the there were King Lions, but they weren't it wasn't the Lion King. <laughs> and it was an amazing day when I found out it was actually through the Bad Princess movie stuff that I found out that Golden Golden Films oh. made the Jungle King, and I was able to be reunited with this childhood movie. So I guess, 
yeah, I probably, Princess Castle, if I had seen Princess Castle, I would have loved it. And I would have been trying to track it down as an adult. Yep. If, if the Jungle King is any indication. I would love, if anyone listens to the podcast, if anyone, like, watched these Golden Films films as a child and loved them, I would love to hear about it. Oh, yes, I please do. I would love to hear about it. Because, yeah. just, because, yeah, I think the only one I watched was The Jungle King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you have, please let us know. You can send us an email at badprinceesmovie@gmail.com. <laughs> We're doing we the plugs early this episode. <laughs> I just got to get it in or it's topical. <laughs> Contact us on Twitter at badprincessmov. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Please let us know. <laughs> please, please do it. Because so far, the only person that has emailed me is Steve, and he does not count because he has <laughs> bad takes on Swan Princess. <laughs> He is disqualified due to bad swan princess takes. Yeah, Steve. 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 <laughs> anyway, back to Princess yeah. Castle, I yes. guess. We're, we're, I, we're going on a lot of tangents on this one because I feel like we don't. Uh, so uh, let's talk about guess, Princess Castle. Yes. I guess... Probably I, I, the the biggest thing to get out of the way is the ending, the reveal that it was seemingly it was all, all a dream. dream. It was all a dream. Yeah. Which do you do you believe it was all a dream, Brie? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. It's. I think it's for me. I don't I'm trying to figure out what the intention was if we're actually supposed to believe that it was all a dream and we have just watched 45 minutes of Claire just having a dream. Sl- yeah, just slumped against the wall of her living room daydreaming while her baby sister is wandering the house unsupervised. And so if we're then supposed to just accept any weird story shit as, oh, well, it's a dream, so you can't, why are you complaining? It's, it's the dream of a 10-year-old who isn't yeah. thinking this shit through. <laughs> Who's making it up or, as she go along. And honestly, for a 10-year-old, it's an A+. Or like a B, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. But when, when Claire starts d- submitting this as her... Cre- her creative writing assignment... Yeah, when uh, as as a seventeen year old, it's like slightly less, cons- slightly more concerning. <laughs> yeah, I I do kind of wonder if because and I think it's 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 the same as the Nutcracker, where at the end of the Nutcracker, um, you know, Clara has gone through all of this stuff, and then it's like, oh, it was all a dream, but then she meets the Nutcracker in real life, and it's like, oh wait. Was it a dream? It kind of feels like they were doing that with Anthony's real life counterpart, yes, Tony. That's exactly what I thought of was the Nutcracker Prince. But mm. I feel like in the Nutcracker Prince, I almost believe that it was a thing that happened for some reason. Yeah. Ma- maybe that's nostalgia talking. Maybe if I only saw it recently, I would be like, bullshit. But <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> In in the Nutcracker Prince, it's like when they see each other, they have a moment of recognition. Whereas this is just like, 
Oh, hi, I'm Tony. <laughs> I moved across the street. I'm Tony. I just so happened to look like the dude that you were dreaming about. Yeah. Who in your dream was related to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so they kiss at the end, but they are almost certainly related. And is that the yeah. is that the plot hole that you because Christy messaged me and she's like, I'm a, I noticed a big old plot hole. <laughs> and oh, as I was watching well, this, I was like, Christy, there's like 15. Christy, this this movie is Swiss cheese. It's, which which hole am I yeah, supposed to be looking at? Which one? Yeah. No, that's that's not that's not that one. That is like a it's not the one I was talking about. It is a significant weird plot thing, though, because yeah. I don't know what, yeah, there sort of seems to be this weird dimensional, possibly time travel element to the plot that we we are explicitly yeah. told by Anthony that a few weeks ago, Carlotta seized power from his mother. We are also told later in the film that Carlotta and Emma's younger sister, Sarah, was whisked away across the sea to uh, safety shortly after Carlotta came into power. Yeah. I mm -hmm. I assumed then that it must have been some kind of weird time shenanigan would be yeah. the explanation because then it's like, okay, well, if Sarah was whisked away a couple weeks ago and she's apparently related to... Um, related to Claire. Claire and Caitlin somehow was she whisked into the other dimension and then time passed and she grew up and now yeah it it has to be because it just yeah like it would just be impossible to establish a family relation to Claire and Caitlin without there being some kind of time travel thing and they, they explicitly point out their shared last name and so there's somehow time travel. We also see, like, as a small detail, when Claire finds the, the treasure chest belonging to Sarah, she blows off a layer of dust on it. So it has been there for a while. Yeah. So it must have been some kind of... Yeah, I assumed it was some kind of dimensional time shenanigans. But that's kind of... That's a lot to think about yeah. <laughs> for this film. Do you was it intentional, you think? No. Like, <laughs> no. It's just it's it's almost because of how explicitly they establish the timeline in this one. It almost to me it's like it almost feels like it was intentional, like they were trying to suggest it. Because otherwise, it just feels so obvious an error to have missed that it's just, it's astounding to me. I I feel like if it was something they were trying to get across, there would have at least been like a throwaway line of like, oh, but I was in, I was there for, for ages in my dream doing these, these things to save the queen, etc., etc., but then it's only been like a couple hours when I woke up. Yeah, yeah, that that that's that trope of how the time time passes quicker in the dimensional world, but slower in the outside world, like it does in Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, if you didn't know, Christy really likes Digimon. 
I and Digimon was the shit fuck growing yeah, up. Yeah, Digimon. Honestly. And it will always hold a special place in my heart. That's you know what? I can't disagree with you there. <laughs> Good. Um but yeah, well even if even if time passed differently that way, that would have meant that it would have been longer in the dream world than it would have been out. I don't know. You know what? Yeah. We're putting too much thought into this that clearly they well, did not put in. <laughs> well, well, and again, this is where the ending, it, it almost makes it hard to discuss this one because everything can sort of be boiled down to it was all a dream. It was a dream of a 10-year-old who... Or, you know, however old Claire is, it was her weird dream that she was just a stream of consciousness as she was just, you know, so she wasn't thinking this this through. Yeah. But yet, at like, the same time, it could have been, at, at the very least, like, oh, this is the locket that belonged to my great, great, great grandmother or something before she mm -hmm. disappeared with... The magic dream sapphire. Yeah. But which no. they... Which I guess... And, and maybe this is why they avoided it. Because they would have had to fit in some sort of bit of dialogue where Claire explains that, Oh, well, I found all of this stuff in a trunk of my great-great-grandma who is long since dead. Oh, I guess she was your sister? Oh, well, she's dead now. I know it's been three weeks for you, but it's been um like Decades. ninety years. Yeah. yeah, she's she's long since gone. Why are you crying? She's what? dead. <laughs> she's been dead for years. Yeah. Sorry. Also, I guess that yeah. makes me your great aunt or something. Yeah. Or niece, but like several times removed. We're related yeah. somehow. And also, that makes me related to your son, which makes the kiss yeah. at the end weird. <laughs> yeah. A Anthony, I don't really know how we're related. I just know we are related. And so that's a little weird. Yeah. This, this is I weird can't... now. Yeah. Because they were at the end when they're dancing around and I'm like, don't. Don't. They're related. Don't. Wait. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Though don't do oh okay well that's a kiss that's a kiss and they're related alrighty <laughs> well it's weird too because they really don't have any romantic vibes in the rest of the film so it just kind of comes out of nowhere that she just they guess they get a little smooch in just just towards the end I guess that's just sort of like if you're a princess and it's, you you get a big dress you get a a carriage. And some horses mm -hmm. and a smooch from a prince. And mm -hmm. it's just all part of the deal. Yeah. So Which that yeah. That whole party that whole party is kind of great because they so they they save the day, they they defeat the evil Queen Carlotta, she gets turned to stone along with her henchmen. Yeah, she gets killed. They kill her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she dead. dead. And Immediately after, her sister is like, let's have a party for Claire. Yay! And yeah, and you get to see this extended, <laughs> like, you get to see the, the Claire get to enjoy herself at the party. And meanwhile, you're like, your sister just died. <laughs> your twin sister just died. And I know she was evil. 
but also yeah. you're adults. I know she imprisoned you. Yeah, like you and don't feel slightly conflicted about this. It doesn't appear that you've had any conflict before. Yeah. But now she's dead. And yeah. it's fine. Don't worry about it. Speaking of murder. <laughs> oh Jesus. Speaking of murder. So yeah. we're going we're going I'm just I'm going for it. There's one part after they go down this dumbwaiter in the in the kitchen to try and get to the tower to save the queen. Um they drop down the dumbwaiter elevator shaft and mm-hmm. end up in like a sewer. And there's a couple yeah. of alligators or, or crocodiles or whatever. Wait, which just to reptiles. hammer that home, the dumbwaiter in the kitchen leads directly to a, a sewer. sewer. <laughs> a yeah, sewer some sort of like sewer. Gators. Alligator filled sewer. <laughs> so they're being threatened by these giant gators. Mm-hmm. But in the kitchen when they were there, Caitlin picked up, I think it was like a, a jar full of cookie batter. It was a sentient it, jar full of cookie batter. Yeah. Um, so they take the spoon out of the, the jar of cookie batter and they throw it as covered in cookie batter into the, the one of the gator's mouths. And it's like, oh, no, I'm full of gu- it's full of gummy. It's all my teeth are stuck now. And then <laughs> they take the time to give you a close up on the sentient cookie jar as it looks in terror at the second gator. And then Anthony (laughs) grabs the cookie jar and hucks it into the gator's mouth where it also gets its teeth stuck in the cookie batter. (laughs) At the end of the movie, when the the curse is broken, all of the sentient things in the kitchen (laughs) turn back into human beings. A la Beauty and the Beast. That was a person? That he fed to a gator. That was a terrified human being that he killed. Oh my god. He murdered that man. How many times did you hear the the hand slap for emphasis in that last bit? Oh my god. That's I mean that's that's such a the the whole thing with the sentient the sentient Oh I hated it. Objects. Because yeah, you don't. Well, and the weird thing is, is that they don't expressly explain them. You are told that Carlotta casts the spell over the castle, and you see some examples of that, where you see donkey, or you see horses turn into yeah, donkeys. The honky, the, the, honk, the the horses turn <laughs> the into donkeys, which is yeah. apparently evil. Yeah, it's a spell of darkness. Some- some flowers wilt and then and then that's like that's the example of the evil thing she did and then when you see uh claire and anthony prowling around the castle you see these enchanted objects and and again it's just like beauty and the beast where there's like a candlestick and it they just kind of talk amongst themselves but you have no indication that they were ever human so you're kind of left to assume oh these are just enchanted objects and no they are real people it's just revealed at the end that they are, I guess the implication is that they were the servants loyal to Emma, that Carlotta just turned into objects. I guess. I, that must have been it. Because, like, but the thing is, also, because, like, in Beauty and the Beast, everyone's always yeah. like, 
oh, like, is every piece of silverware where also a person? Like, blah, blah, blah. And they've they've gone on to be like, no, it's a movie. They don't have mm-hmm. faces. Like, in Be Our yeah. Guest, when all the cutlery is dances, it's like, it's magic. It's a movie. They're not all people. Whereas this one, yeah. everything has a face. Everything yeah. is alive and has a face, including the eggs. In a bowl. Yeah. There's just a bunch of eggs in a bowl, and each one is alive and has a face. Are all of them people? Is everything a person? I'm so... What the fuck? I hated it. They were just going through this this fucking castle, and everything that they pass grows a face and looks at Mm -hmm. them. And it's weird. And I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so passionate about this, but for some reason it really bothered me in this film because it was just like, why? Why is this happening? Anyway, sorry that I got a little heated about that and I don't know why. Oh, no problem. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what's great? You know what's great is that we later see at the end of the movie when all of the, the enchanted objects are turning back uh, into human. We also see that the alligators turn back into humans. <gasps> cannibalism yeah right (laughs) how are they how are they gonna live with themselves they ate they they ate they ate their co-worker yeah yeah oh my god and it's only it was only for a few weeks apparently no yeah that was someone they knew how are they how are they gonna explain that to their family (laughs) Yeah, no, this is just makes no sense. Oh, oh hey, hey, Christy, this was a bad one. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Oh, okay. Sorry, I needed a moment. <laughs> you just said to yourself, "You know what else I hated?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? Was Tell every me. time they made Caitlyn talk or oh, like make yeah. baby noises cuz she's supposed to be like a like a toddler. Mhm. Like a a small baby. But they they the the audio for her is like the, the baby noises are the best part. <laughs> it's so bad. She's lovely. It's well, and it's clearly not even a like it's not the voice of her usual voice actor. It's I have a theory as to who it is that I'll share later once we talk about the voice actors, but it's clearly a man going yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not even it's not even like a, a like a because sometimes little kids are played by women with like higher voices. This is clearly like a man <laughs> doing like yeah. And and it's just it's weird because they had a female voice actress for her cuz you hear her like sometimes like she goes queer and it's it's a it's a, a lady doing the voice but for some reason they did get the same lady to do the goo goo gaga noises. There's there's like a bunch of of weird like it it seems like they added in noises and voices in post. Yeah. Like yeah. the movie was finished and they're like, oh, we need more dialogue here. 
And it feels like they had like one dude in a VO booth just trying to do a bunch of different like, yeah. VO for different characters. Yeah, like they just they just played the movie and just had him ad lib. Yeah, because like there's there's a few scenes with like the gators and the gators aren't saying anything, but it feels like at the end they were like, oh, we should have like the gators saying things and like talking. And it's like, well, the movie's already animated. Like it's it's done. We can't have them talking. It's like, no, just just layer some audio on top. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the Animorph thought speak, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They're just speaking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Just projecting their thoughts into their minds. Yeah. Maybe. It makes sense. Yeah. But there's <laughs> there's like one particular scene where like the gators are fighting like a guard. And, like, mm-hmm. it's the same dude doing two voices for, like, a voiceover of the gator being like, Hey, come on, I'm just, try- I'm just trying to eat here. Come on, it's dinner time. And then it's yeah. the same dude being like, Oh, well, I will take care of this gator. Delicious. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm eating here. Hey, cut it out, will you? Oh, I'll show you. All right, Orlando, this I will. There you are, Crocky. <laughs> There's no, there's no animation for either of those, like either of them talking. It's just this, this, this guard fighting a gator. But it's just yeah. this one dude in the VO booth being like, okay, just, just do your thing. <laughs> oh, do, do you have a script for me? No, just do whatever. Do what, do what's in your heart. Yeah, just, you know, ad lib. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Yeah, this, this is for kids. No one's gonna know. <laughs> No one's watching over the age of three. No, except us, I guess. Except us. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Oh, God. Do, do you want to know? So here's one of the things that I like about Princess Castle. Please, it, tell me. I, regarding Carlotta and Caitlin... I really like the plot device where instead of the threat being the villain will hurt our loved one, it's the villain will raise my loved one. It's, I think it's- Yeah, the villain will adopt my loved one. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's infinitely more interesting to me than the villain just holding somebody hostage, especially like with Princess Castle, where you can see that Carlotta is actually super into the idea of raising a baby. Like- yeah, she's just like, oh, I always wanted a daughter. This yeah, is my daughter now. Yeah, like she she isn't doing this despite Claire. She has no idea who Claire is, or that she'd go on to ruin her evil scheme. It's just her guards found a baby in the woods, brought it to her, and she was so smitten with with her that she decided to declare Caitlin her heir. This is my daughter now. Yeah, and my heir. Yeah, like she she I've even known s- her. I've known Caitlin for two for two hours. But if anything happened to her, I'd kill everyone in this room and then myself. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's at one point she even she proudly declares that now I have a child to pass on my evil powers to. <laughs> my evil powers. Yeah. Just explicitly like my evil I I am evil, my powers are evil. I uh, I am some undefined uh, evil person, even though I don't really do much evil stuff other than yell at people and just kind of be a jerk. I get. I mean, well, I guess and, sh- and turn all of the people in the castle into living objects with faces. 
yeah, I guess that's true. I I think I I think I just I kind of just like Carlotta, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's fair. She's just again, she's just kind of a big jerk. That like we she's don't. She's just really... a meanie for the sake of being a meanie. Yeah. I don't know. It's just she's just kind of she's like a fun mean villain where she's mostly just like yelling at people um she's again like it's it's kind of fun to watch her interactions with caitlin because she's just like so happy about raising a a baby to be evil that it's just kind of delightful (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's she's just stoked on it yeah there there's one moment in particular that I really like where um so Caitlin is crying and Carlotta yells at her to just be quiet to which Caitlin giggles and calms immediately calms down and then Carlotta just goes yeah. oh that's my little princess and she smiles <laughs> be quiet just be quiet <sighs> That's my little princess. And it's great because since I hadn't seen the film in a while, I assumed that the very next shot would be a reveal that Claire had arrived. And that's why Caitlin giggled and calmed down. Like she, maybe she saw Claire out of the corner of her eye. But no. Yeah. Claire isn't there. No. (laughs) Caitlin apparently just thought that Carlotta yelling at her was really funny. Which, I mean, as a baby, maybe you would think that. Maybe she made a funny face while she was yelling and it was funny. And the baby was like, hee hee. Yeah. But it's just, it's just kind of, I don't know. Again, it's like, it's kind of adorable. You yelled at a baby and it giggled. It's like this baby understands her. (laughs) Like, I kind of, I kind of wish that she had raised Caitlyn to be an evil baby. I kind of like to see that. Is it too late for a sequel? That would have been a heck of a plot twist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Princess Castle 2. Evil baby. Which, which, on that note, is Princess Castle is the most boring fucking name. That's, when you told me the movie I was watching this week was called Princess Castle, I was like, that's, the, <laughs> that is the most nondescript yeah. nothing title for, <laughs> for a movie I've ever heard. It sounds like the name of a product you would find at the dollar store. Where, yeah. Where it, like, it, it like looks like a Barbie, yeah. but it's not. It looks, looks like a Barbie and they maybe like stole the Barbie font and they've got Princess Castle written in the Barbie font. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> and for some reason there's a picture of Spider-Man on the back. <laughs> I can't I can't even add to that. I can't even yes and that because I can picture that in my head and I'm yeah. just like, yep, that's it. That pretty, you did it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I owned something like that at one point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's also the toy you, you played with in like at your grandma's house. Yeah. Oh yeah. She didn't have the name brand Barbies. She had Princess Castle. Yeah. She, she, and she you know did. what? That was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it worked. Again, kids kids are probably not going to give a shit. They're just going to be happy they they got a toy. And so maybe, again, same principle. 
probably applies to this movie. You're just happy that Grandma put on a cartoon and that you're not stuck watching Free Willy. Free Willy? Oh. Maybe that maybe that's just me. <laughs> I was gonna say that's very specific. I don't think I ever watched Free Willy at my grandparents' place. No, uh, Grandpa. Was it one of those instances where it was like, this is a child-friendly film that I also like, so when we watch a film, we're going to watch Free Willy? I don't know. It was just, it it felt like I just went over to my grandparents' place, and multiple times, Grandpa was in the middle of watching Free Willy. And I just specifically remember one of these instances, I was staying the night, and he fell asleep watching Free Willy, but because my grandparents had satellite TV, the remote was so complicated, I had no idea how to work it. And so I, I, all I wanted to do was to watch the oh, Disney no. Channel, but I was stuck watching Free Willy. And then I sat there and the movie ended and Grandpa was still asleep in his, in his chair. So I just kind of turned off the light and then just left. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> maybe, Christy, maybe that's where you get your gift of watching the same movies over and over again. Oh, it, shit. It started with your grandpa <gasps> oh watching God. Free Willy over and over and over again. I never, I, I suddenly, just everything makes sense. <laughs> there's, there's the revelation for this episode. It was a personal one just for Christy. Oh my, yeah, there we go. Fuck. <laughs> God. <laughs> all the pieces falling into place yeah i guess speaking of revelation so here here was the plot point that i recognized uh that i i noticed this viewing um which i actually had never noticed before so this was like a new new one for me as well um okay so the magic dream sapphire you uh-huh so while you see the sapphire in the chest at the beginning of the film, Claire never picks it up or puts it in her pocket. She no. she never even acknowledges it in the box. You explicitly see her pick up and take Sarah's locket, but nothing else. And yet, later in the film, when Queen Emma reveals the significance of the sapphire and how Princess Sarah had it in her possession... Claire just declares, I have the sapphire, and pulls it out of her pocket. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She never so, picked it up. She never acknowledged it. Okay, she, she also changed clothes uh, before going in the castle. So apparently she had it in her pocket of her normal clothes, and then mm -hmm. she changes into the minstrel, air quotes, disguise, um, and but made sure to bring the sapphire that has never been acknowledged prior with her. Yeah. Didn't didn't mention it to Anthony at all. Didn't didn't even bring it up. And no. and it's in my memory again. It it had been five years since I had seen this, but in my memory, I had thought that the sapphire had been hidden in the locket because you even see when 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 Claire picks up the locket, she tries to open it, but it won't open. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, oh right, the the sapphire's in the locket, and she'll reveal it later in the film, but. No, later, Queen Emma opens the locket, and the only thing in there was a picture of Princess Sarah, which, I guess that's a fun thing, I guess that means Sarah kept a picture of herself in her own locket? Yeah. 
you know, as you do with the locket. Yeah. My favorite person in the world. Me. Me, yes. But, yeah, so <laughs> Queen Emma opens the locket. You see that there's nothing in there. And then Claire just goes, oh, I have this giant emerald in my pocket. And I've had it the entire it's, time. It's just been in my pocket the whole time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's, and it, I, why would she's already seen a picture of the princess? Yeah. Why would that have been a reveal? Yeah, like, the only way it could have been a reveal is if they were like, wow, she looks just like you, Claire. Oh, you are the princess. Yeah. But you had amnesia, which was the other thing that I might, uh, that I was expecting to maybe have happened. Oh, yeah? Like, it was some kind of like, oh, you are the princess, and we sent you away to live on Earth. Oh. But then it would... Yeah. But it that wasn't it. That would have also would have made it even weirder because then she would have been Anthony's aunt. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Rather than being distantly related, they would have been very closely related. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah, I can't. It's I I I can't believe I didn't notice it before because it is so. It well, and it's such a it's such a weird part because. The magic, granted, the magic dream sapphire. We found out. We find out about it like halfway into the film. Oh well, yeah, because like you, you, the first time it's mentioned is yeah, halfway through the film when Carlotta's like, "Tell me where the magic dream sapphire is," and you're like, "What the fuck is the magic yeah. dream sapphire?" Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. Well, and just just the fact that it was there in the chest, they even animate it when Claire opens the chest, Mm -hmm. it it was right there, and yet they don't have her pick it up at all, or acknowledge it. it, It's never mentioned. No. That's just, it just looks like a blue diamond that's like swirling around in the chest. Yeah. And that's it. And it, it, like... It's just, it's baffling to me. It's almost like they they started on the movie, and then halfway through, they came up with the idea of the, the, the magic sapphire. But then they were like, oh, we already animated the first half. Let's just keep going from here on out. Yeah, we don't have time. There's no time. Yeah. The, we look. We can get Tony to like record more in the <laughs> in the VO booth and just layer it on top. No. Okay. On on that note, do you do you want to take a look at the voice cast for this one? Yes. The okay. only one I know is the incredible Cam Clark makes mm-hmm. another appearance. Yes, so That's Anthony. But uh carrying on the tradition of Golden Films movies, none of the voice actors featured in the film are credited, although you can identify Debbie Derryberry as the female lead Claire and Cam Clark as Anthony. And if you remember, we talked about these two not too long ago, as they were the leads in the Golden Films Good Times team-up, The Legend of Atlantis. They're back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They're back, and they're the leading characters. Yeah, and I I remember there's actually, there's a, a, I think at least one or two other Golden Films movies where they, they, again, they played the main male and female leads. Like, for some reason, they were just a duo that golden films seem to like going back to yeah well i mean they're they're good at their at their voice Mm -hmm. acting 
Yeah. They're good voice actors. Yeah. So. I mean, if you got them. Why not? Yeah. Use them. Yeah. Now, Charles Martinet, uh, who, again, we also heard in The Legend of Atlantis, as well as good uh, Golden Films' Beauty and the Beast, he seems to be the one voicing many of the background characters in the film, primarily the ah. enchanted objects, um, the... I think some of the alligators, the guard. Um, oh, yeah. is is he the one that they brought into the VO booth to just do some random voiceover work? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it just ah. seems he's the one that they just got to improv. Um, and you know what? It's funny. At one point, the enchanted candelabra. He he uses the voices that he would go on to use for Mario and Wario. Like you could just kind of hear it in quick succession. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I say tisk tisk. Poor little bambina. Oh, she's a little brat to me. Quill? And I, and I should note, actually, I, I think at least part of the reason why Charles Martinet shows up in a lot of Golden Films movies is that he actually did some writing for them. Um, he actually wrote the screenplay for their version of Anastasia. Oh, yeah. So I kind of wonder if maybe that's why he did a lot of the, the ad-libbing stuff. It's like, maybe he was just in the office and they were like, yeah. we need somebody to just do some funny voices over these scenes just to punch them up a bit. And Yeah, like, so maybe he he worked for them because he, he must have worked for them in more of a capacity than just as the, the voice actor. So he mm -hmm. was... He was there more or something like that. So, yeah, that he, makes sense. Yeah. Just kind of threw him in the, the audio booth and started recording. It's Mr. Martinet, we need some we need some extra dialogue. Mr. Mr. Martinet, we need some goo goo gaga baby noises. Can you can you make <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, I love those baby that noises. That is exactly what it sounds Oh my god. Except for the one part where they put in actual stock infant laughter noises. Yeah. So it's an actual baby. And you're like, this makes it extra obvious. What have you done? Yeah. It's like, why? Just pick a lane. God. No. <laughs> they refuse. You cannot, you cannot contain golden films. No. God. Um, so... According to an article I found on the fan-run Golden Films wiki, Mona Marshall plays Carlotta, and based oh. on my ears, she possibly plays Queen Emma as well. Well, that would make sense. Um, Mona Marshall currently voices Sheila Brovlosky on South Park, and she's also done a bunch of voice acting roles in various anime dubs. Uh, specific mention goes out to a role close to my heart, that oh. of Izzy in the English dub of Digimon. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Oh. I um, I did want to note, though, regarding um, Mona Marshall's role in the movie, and I guess more specifically the Golden Films fan wiki, is that while I'm willing to agree with the, the wiki on this point, in general, I find the information about the voice actors on the Golden Films wiki to be very suspect. Um, oh, really? And, yeah. <laughs> as, as an example, for The Legend of Atlantis, which we, again, we recently looked at, 
The Golden Films fan wiki is currently trying to claim that Belial was voiced by Tim Curry. Which is just ludicrous. That's, that's no way. Yeah. I mean, no. I can see I can see where they got that cuz he does have a certain sort of cadence, but there's no way they had they had Tim Curry money. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's just I no cannot chance. It just does not sound like Tim Curry to me. Like, it's just... No. It, it Tim Curry has such a distinctive voice. It's clearly not Belial. Um, they Tim also- Curry, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, oh, yeah. uh, please send us an email. <laughs> please set the record state, Tim Curry. Yeah. Let us know. Did the- you or did you not? We're, we're assuming not, but let, let us know. Mm-hmm. The um the fan wiki also tries to claim that Mona Marshall plays Elon in The Legend of Atlantis, which again it's it's very clearly Debbie Derryberry. And they also weirdly uh claim John Fielder, the original voice of Piglet from Disney's Winnie the Pooh, plays oh. Manoa. Which... No, that is clearly a Cl- a Cam Clark character. Yeah. I so I don't know. I it's again just basically this is just a PSA for anyone who is curious about the voice actors on Golden Films movies. I I would treat what's on the fan wiki as, you know, uh, maybe not. Just don't treat what's on the fan wiki as gospel. <laughs> this is this is a a Christy PSA for all you bad mm-hmm. movie bad princess movie uh fan wiki divers out there yeah yeah which is probably you know what realistically i'm the only idiot that is going on this fan <laughs> wiki so it's probably just like you know i i should actually i should make an There's, account and just change shit you should you should you should be you should be on there yeah i, I should mean be. clearly you're not the only person who cares because there's a fan wiki that's been made yeah it's i who are they i wonder they're they're out there oh shit and and who knows we should maybe we need to maybe join forces or something yeah we could be more powerful together maybe there's somebody out there that has a podcast about about the bad movies involving princes oh my god i mean i haven't looked i don't know Shit. maybe we should google it if you're out there bad prince movie podcast yeah. <laughs> send us an email let me know Contact us on Twitter at Bad Princess MOV. Oh my god, yeah, I should check Twitter. It's probably it's like my <laughs> weird like negaverse version of myself. Oh my god. The Bad Prince movie podcast hosted by uh Chris and Brian. Oh shit. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> We've stepped it's just sideways into another dimension. But also time travel, so we're somehow our own ancestors. <laughs> god. Oh my god. We've all, it's all come back to, we've all tied it back together. Yeah, we're tying it back. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know what I do love? What? Um... When they are going to, sorry, I'm back on the movie. When they're go- 
when they're gonna sneak into the castle as minstrels um claire's like hey anthony do you have any spare clothes in your pack and he's like yeah and he hands her some spare clothes and it turns out to be like a dress yeah and i was like anthony you just have that yeah that's cool man that's cool you just have a dress in there yeah is that for you that's cool this this kind of ties into another thing that I kind of like about the movie, and it's a very dumb thing that I know that this is you're gonna have to bear with me here. But okay, having seen the movie before and knowing the grand reveal of it was all a dream, the movie kind of works in that regard. In that I doubt that it was intentional, but there's these moments that it felt like dream logic. So like. Stuff like how mm. Anthony just so happens to have a dress for Claire in her exact size. Or, like, Claire Claire's plans always work no matter what. Her plan to get into the castle and singing the guards to sleep. At one point, she randomly uses a hair clip as a lockpick. She just kind of, like jams it in there and it, it just... looks like she it looks like she's pulling an exacto knife out of her ponytail You're like yeah. claire just like she? Shank, she just shanks the lock and it opens hello yeah stuff stuff like how she suddenly has the sapphire in her pocket right when the plot decides that she needs it and and like, even when they're trying to escape from the tower all of a sudden claire just has like she just finds rope somewhere in the room yeah just you know hanging out there you know it's true if this was meant to be told and then like you're supposed to be wondering about all these weird plot things happening and then it reveals at the end that it was a dream and that's how it makes sense Mm -hmm. then it could be maybe it's brilliant maybe you're looking at this the wrong way this movie is genius they throw in all these weird plot holes and and devices that don't make any sense but I if bet, it's all a dream, it makes perfect sense. I bet Christopher Nolan saw this and he was like, this gives me an idea. And that's <laughs> when he got Inception. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We cracked it. Yeah. We done, we done it. It's just Golden Films Princess Castle was the inspiration for Christopher Nolan's Inception confirmed. Yeah. It's, I mean, it just makes sense. But yeah. It, it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's the only, it's the only possible explanation. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's, because whenever, that's just a big indication for me when I'm dreaming, when I just know things in my dream or when things mm-hmm. like just kind of play out in a very like convenient way. And again, it's just like, I can't. I can't give them credit for it because I just know that this wasn't the intention, but it just no. like, it's, it just like, it, again, it just kind of works for me. I kind of love it. It's Yeah. If you, if you come at it from that angle, mm-hmm. then it's perfect. I, then it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. I, I will say too, I kind of feel like this movie would also work as a potential pilot for a TV show. Like imagine, imagine if it was you're you're following Claire, and you sound incredulous that. No, I I'm following where you're going, and that's that's what's blowing my mind here. Yeah, just that you follow you follow Claire. She's now the princess of the fantasy world, but she also has to maintain her her life as a normal girl in normal world, 
and maybe Carlotta comes back and she's the big bad. I don't know. I just, I, and I think I just, I could see it working as a TV series, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I can, yeah, I could see that working, but yeah, no, I, no buts. Forget about it. You're right. It could be, a, it could just be a show. Do you think anybody would notice if we stole this and tried to develop it into a TV pilot? No, no one's going to notice. No. Okay. Unless they listen to this podcast. So now you have a decision to make. I, oh shit. Oh. Release the podcast episode. Or create your, your new oh series. Oh my God. Well, I've got a tough decision to make. I guess you'll, you'll know, dear listener, if you ever hear this, what we have decided to do. That or you actually, you it'll know be what? a surprise to me as well. You know what? How about how about we all just agree? Everybody just keeps this on the sly. Shh. No one say anything. We're this trusting is... all of you. Yeah. Shh. Wink. I had to. I had to verbalize wink. the wink. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. I did that that one with my right eyes. That's why it was higher pitched. Just so you know. <laughs> Why is your right eye higher pitched? It's, 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 I don't squint that one as much, so it's, it's like rusty. <laughs> That's just the rust on the, on the eyelid hinges. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay. not, e- not even joking you, my other eye, I have, like, because I'm a 31-year-old lady, is I'm starting to get crow's feet, but only on the one eye so far. Oh. So that's the eye that I, I apparently just squint with or glare with more. Huh. This is another edition of The Wonders of Aging, brought to you by <laughs> the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. <laughs> you too can look forward to these weird, weird things that will happen to you. Yeah, hopefully this oh. podcast goes on long enough that we could fill you in with like more and more of like the weird aging stuff. Because <laughs> that's what you're here for. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's the actual purpose of listening to this podcast. Yeah, just to chronicle. As, as us lamenting. Our, yeah. our aging. Chronicle our descent into into being elderly. My shoulder hurts today. Why? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, just aging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I I guess one one fun thing to point out, um Carlotta doesn't recognize her own nephew. Oh yeah. The yeah. When so when they when they present themselves as singing minstrels as a way to gain access to the castle, they're led to Carlotta's chamber and she sees Anthony there and despite Anthony not disguising his face at all, Carlotta does not recognize him. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, even the guards at the beginning cuz mm-hmm. they see him and she's like Claire asks like, why they didn't recognize him or something. And he's like, oh, they're not used to seeing me dressed like this. Really, he's dressed in normal clothes. They have a couple patches on them because in the two weeks he's been kicked out of his castle, I guess. He's had mm-hmm. to patch up his coat a couple times. But otherwise, he's wearing, like, like pretty I don't dressing know, clothes. clothing. Yeah. It's like, just yeah. got a couple of patches on it. But apparently, those patches are enough to make him unrecognizable. Yeah. And we we should probably mention too his weird like Robinson group, uh, Swiss Family Robinson like weird treehouse setup in the woods. Oh yeah, I 
he's got like a like a giant treehouse that he's been living in full of Rube Goldberg machines yeah. that he has built to like make himself lemonade. Yeah, we see this extended sequence of him like it's it's kind of great actually because we see like him use 20 lemons and this device squeezes them and he gets like just two glasses of lemonade from that. Two glasses of lemonade. And it's not even lemonade. It's just lemon juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoy actually. that, kids. <laughs> it's just, 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 just lemon juice. Yeah. Delicious. Just yeah. That straight lemon juice. That's, I, that's, it's such a, it's kind of a weird thing to this film where, the again, because it is 45 minutes long, the pace is still pretty fast, but yet they do take these times to just show you, here's, Here's this loving detail of Anthony making lemonade for for Claire and Caitlin. Like, this serves no point in the story. We don't ever see him use his inventions to help save the day. No. No, don't worry about it. This is just where he goes to make his weird lemonade machines. Yeah. I I guess in the TV show, we can have him, we could have that be more of his character if he's like a gadgeteer. That he invents stuff, yeah. Yeah. Solves problems with his cool inventions. And he does shit he does shit quick, because yeah, again, he's only been out there for a couple weeks and yet he's got it made. He's got he's got enough time and like he's he's made lemonade machines. Mm-hmm. He's I maybe to be fair, maybe that was a treehouse he mm-hmm. hung out in before and now he's just using oh, it true. as his home because he got kicked out of the castle yeah. and his mother got imprisoned in a in a tower for the rest of her life and is visited yeah. only by a bird with a little bow and a pair of titties. <gasps> oh my god, yes, fuck. I had to, <laughs> we have to talk about this. I didn't know how to work it into the conversation. Holy shit. The Why does the bird have titties? Queen, yeah, so Queen Emma, as she's locked in her tower, she is visited by a little bird friend and and by laws of cartoon gender requirements, the bird has a big bow on top of his head, and it has the biggest set of tits that I've ever seen on a cartoon <laughs> bird. <laughs> Why? Why? Like, I get, I get it, because like in some like cartoon birds, they they sort of puff out the like chest feathers to be like, but like. This one has two separate round little boobies yes. on its bird's chest. They are like, they're, it's the Jessica Rabbit of birds that it's just like these very like carefully crafted bird boobs. <laughs> and it is so weird. I'm like, why have they done this? I don't, yeah. And it's, and it's weird because it's just like, this is the only bird in the movie. So... Why did they even bother well, to like birds? There's they ride around on a bird at one point, like in one of the song sequences. They're riding oh, around on a giant bird, and it does have like sort of like the puff chest of like a cartoon bird, but just like the regular sort of amount. Mm-hmm. And, but like, then you see this one, and it's got like a little tuft of hair. Yeah. She's got like a little tuft of hair and like a big pink bow, and then like it's got like giant bird boobs. And yeah. I'm like, it's just why? It's, why was this? <laughs> It's just what you like. Usually, like, because I I picture usually you have like you'll have the pair of birds where it'll be like here's the boy bird and he'll be blue and he'll just look like a normal bird, but then here's the girl bird and she'll be pink and she'll have the bow and usually that's like that's enough. That's Maybe. how that's how the old cartoons show. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's the always two birds. You always have like an accessory to the girl bird, girl girl bird, because you really gotta hammer it home for the kids that this is a heterosexual pair of birds. <laughs> just so everybody's clear. Just so everyone's clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These birds are straight. Yeah, yeah. You gotta establish the not gays with the birds, just so that there's no concerned oh parents out there. Oh. But this time they were just like they were like, oh, you know what? The bow isn't enough. What else can we do? I don't know if you can hear me dragging my hands down my face, but it happened. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna oh. have to post a picture of the bird on Twitter. Please go to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Princess MOV. Once again, please check our Twitter account for for those bird titties. Oh god, if you, yeah, you wanna see those stonking great bird tits. <laughs> oh my god. Oh <laughs> My lungs. I can't. It's just it's baffling. Uh, Absolutely baffling. Just, who looked at that design and said, yes, that's yeah. what we need. Who who did this? Who did this? Who did this? I have questions. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Please. Can you imagine? We need to find the character designer for this film. Oh, I should have made a note of this in the credits. Who is responsible? Just, who is responsible for this? We... We just we just have questions. Yeah. Like, listen, we know you probably had two hours to design every character in this film. Yeah. We understand. But at some point in those two hours, you decided the bird needed a giant bow and a little tuft of hair. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And that's that's fine. Yeah. It's, but then it's... you said, no, this bird needs tits. Not just tits, the biggest pair of tits you've seen. Right under her chin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make them real spherical. <laughs> you know, get out get out the compass and just... Frit. <laughs> Perfectly circular bird boobies. Yeah. I. You know what? I, I, I wonder if it was a joke. Like, somebody was goofing off on their lunch break, and they're like, ha, I just finished the design for the bird. Take a look at this. And they're just like, oh, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. But then when it came time to turn in the character designs, they fucked up, oh. and they, they put the wrong drawing in, 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 oh, in no. the pile. And somebody was just like, yep, whatever. Check. Send it to the animators, and Is then... It- Send send it to the, the the storyboard guys and the animators. Mm-hmm. Just and they got the animation back, and they're like, "We don't have the time or the money to make them go back and take out these bird boobs, so they're in the film now." <laughs> they're like, "Well, whatever." <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh God, and and you know what the thing the thing is too is that Golden Films a lot of the time they reuse uh, both animation and character designs. So, I in the back of my head now, I'm curious if I is there are there any other Golden Films movies where there's this bird design was reused? Like, is this like I I just I I'm curious. Just like is is, is there a possibility that she appears in other Golden Films movies? 
I guess we'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah. For I, for Titty Bird. I still I need to make I need to make my way through the the rest of the Golden Films library. It's, I of course I have primarily focused on the the princess movies, but maybe maybe for the greater good for you need to expand your Yeah. In the pursuit of this then the, the pursuit of this very important knowledge about this bird, I need to I need to widen my horizons a bit. We need to know. We need to know where else this bird exists. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm trying to... One thing that I'll share with this one that I found kind of interesting is that um, in the credits... It's Jewel the singer is listed as having worked on the music and songs. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, which I'm I'm curious as to how, why how did they get her involved in this? Like it's it almost yeah. seems like too much effort for Golden Films to actually <laughs> to get an actual singer involved with their production. Well, I don't know the timeline of Jules' career versus when they were working on this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like to be fair, so this this was would have been in the '90s. So I think this would have been at the beginnings of her career. So maybe she was just kind of up and coming, but she wasn't quite there yet. You know, like famous enough that they she was known to golden films but not famous enough that she was like no i'm not wasting my time with this i i don't know i yeah to be fair i don't know the sort of timeline on mm-hmm. jules jules uh career mm-hmm. well definitely think, okay yeah off the top of my head definitely not from her wikipedia page her her career sort of started around 1993, so maybe, maybe she was just sort of up and coming, and mm-hmm. Golden Films was like, "Hey, you want to do a song for us?" And she was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, why not? Maybe." Yeah. And I mean, they are like they are decent songs. They're definitely better than a lot of the other songs that we've heard in Golden. Yeah, Films. actually, honestly, yeah. There's, there's not, there's. I think there's only like two. Yeah, in only this two. Film. But, like, they're not terrible. Yeah, they're kind of cute. Yeah, they're a little cute. (laughs) The background music for other scenes is, once again, Mm -hmm. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies makes its triumphant return. Um, There is one scene where they are almost certainly playing Once Upon a Dream from from, um, Sleeping Beauty. From Mm -hmm. Disney's Sleeping Beauty. And I'm like, uh, this is Once Upon a Dream, isn't it? Well, see, the thing is, is that the Disney, so Sleeping Beauty from Disney used Tchaikovsky's, uh, I think it was, I think it was a ballet. Really? Yeah. It, <gasps> oh, I never knew that. Honestly, it, it throws me off all the time too, because as, yeah, I think we're all mostly familiar with the Disney take. So as a result, you do think of their songs as, uh, the, the you do think of the songs in Disney's Sleeping Beauty as original to Disney, but no, they are, they are arranged by Tchaikovsky. Well, I learned something new. Mm -hmm. Now you know. Now I know. Sorry, uh, Golden Films Princess Castle. 
I I had I had thought you were taking from Disney's Sleeping Beauty, but instead it was just another Tchaikovsky. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, it's they didn't aside from the obvious Beauty and the Beast esque enchanted objects, they they didn't. I didn't really think anything was stolen from Disney in this one. It's almost weird how original it is. How it doesn't feel original, but I think that's oh yeah. I, but it is. It is. It's their own creation, and for that, good job, Colton Films. Hmm. It's. I do kind of wish that we had gotten to see more of their attempts uh, on original films. Like maybe mm-hmm. they could have slowly worked their way up to actually, you know, making a a name for themselves. Like doing stuff other than just repeating. The Disney films or the, you know, the big mockbuster films. Yeah. Like, if they'd had the chance to do some of their their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Who knows what we would have seen. (laughs) Yeah, like, who knows? Maybe, wouldn't that be an amazing success story if a studio started off as doing these low-budget ripoffs of other studio releases and they slowly they worked their way up to being like a uh like well-known uh original content studio like that would have i would have been like all for that it would have been great yeah that would have been great maybe in that other side dimension yeah in the dimension where they host the bad prince movie podcast yeah that's where it is Mm -hmm. that's where golden films is it's Really came into its own. Yeah, they've got uh, the Golden Films Land down in. Um... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. I want this now. I want that dimension. Well, we're still working on finding a way over there. Yeah. Maybe if I just go lie down in a corner and just start daydreaming, I'll I'll be able to visit. There you go. <laughs> there, we've solved it. Tie it all back. Yeah. Perfect. Solved it. Thanks, Mom. Solved it. Thanks for leaving me at home with my my one year old sister. I'm I'm like ten years old myself. Thanks for leaving me unsupervised. At least I had a fantas- fantastic adventure in another world. In another world. <laughs> yeah well i think that's yeah i think that's it for this that's about what i got for this one yeah yeah i think so too so on that note uh if you have any questions or comments for us or suggestions for a future film please or any of the things we've previously mentioned that you should contact us about in this film in this episode if you just want to talk to me about what your favorite Digimon is, uh, feel free to send that as well. You can send us emails at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. Uh, we also have the Twitter, where we'll be posting clips of Princess Castle and other princess movies. And you can find that on Twitter at badprincessmov. And we also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which is just at badprincessmovies.com. For some reason, I always really liked Tentamon as a kid. I don't know why. Yeah, he's fun. He's just—he's just a fun little—he's just a fun little bug. I don't—I think he turned into a big weird buff insect man, and I wasn't into that. But I liked—I liked little Tentamon. Kabuterimon, yeah, yeah. 
I, I was I was big on Gomamon for a while, but then I saw Patamon Digivolve to Anjumon, and then my life was forever changed. It's true. <laughs> I can confirm Christy's love of Anjumon. Anjumon is pretty sweet. Let's we should do a Digimon um rewatch podcast. Oh my god. So stay tuned for our stay, next pod- stay tuned. <laughs> podcast project after the Alex Mack one um, will be our Digimon After the Alex rewatch. Mack one, the reboot rewatch. Um, oh, yes. The podcast where I just talk about Labyrinth for forever. <laughs> we, I need to consult the list. I'm sure it's huge. It, it grows every episode. Yeah. We can't have a conversation now without being like, oh, this would make a good podcast. It's true. We've been cursed. <laughs> we have been we have been podcast cursed. <laughs> Pod cursed, if you will. <gasps> that could be a good podcast too. That would be a great podcast. <laughs> oh no, it's spreading. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> quick, quick end the podcast so oh, we don't God. get anyone else. Okay, we'll talk. Well, thank you for joining us. Talk we'll- to you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I'm